Monday morning, M. Crow Radio. I got an old buddy in here with me, really cool guy. We're going to talk about some fun stuff. So, uh, Joe, go ahead and introduce yourself. Give a little uh, little summary of, of who you are as a person and a human being. Oh, hi. Howdy. I'm uh, Joe Lamberti. I am a uh, photographer. I'm a photojournalist. Um, I also make pizzas sometimes. And that's pretty much that's me. That's Joe. Photos and pizza, <laughs> the, the the two big P's in twenty twenty one. Uh So yeah, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about some photos. What are okay. you? What are you you're uh, the Atlantic Region USA Today photographer. Yeah, pretty much. It's a whole mouthful like that. It's basically the, um, you know, the consequence of consolidation. So my job title is really really long because, you know, our whole region has been consolidated to a handful. Of people who cover it but um yeah i pretty much shoot photos of sports features breaking news that kind of stuff throughout most of new jersey sometimes pennsylvania uh, specifically philly down to delaware maybe new york and then as far south as dc for kind of major political stuff okay so like dc to new york is kind of your, your yeah zone. but mostly mostly pretty pretty local to south jersey and philly okay uh, so I guess you're a photojournalist. So the world shut down. You kind of didn't. You were the person on the on the floor, on the ground, kind of still working, getting out there, doing all that stuff, even like height of pandemic. The news goes on. Yeah, exactly. If anything, it got busier. I mean, it, there was like an initial kind of slowdown of trying to figure out our approach to covering this new world, I guess, uh, as safely as possible. Um, but it kind of just turned into a couple months of wandering the streets and uh focusing on emptiness and people being really cautious wearing masks all the time and and uh just more of just like a a real base visual landscape of just like how the world looks different and then after that we kind of figured out how to how to start getting back into things as as normal as as we could cool well we're um you know, you say you went down to D.C. for some political stuff. Can you, you got, like, a highlight reel? Like, these are, like, my, like, top five favorite or crazy moments. Do you got any, like, super wild stories from that? Um, you know, obviously, Trump era kind of yeah. sparked a lot of crazy shit. Um, things things seem to really pick up uh, during the inauguration, like, Trump's inauguration, because uh, it coincided with the Women's March, and things got... A little crazy then that was my real first glimpse into 
uh, covering like big protests and kind of being mixed up in big crowds like that and trying to wrap my head around like what to focus on and what not to focus on. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, I've learned that, you know, things are about to get crazy when something, however big or small is, is lit on fire. Yeah. That, that's kind of like, all right, it's, it's, we're, we're it's tipping like, over. Yeah. It's like blood is in the water Yeah, and people are like, Oh, that's the line now. <laughs> and then it usually, it usually gets, gets progressively crazier. Yeah, once I think in in DC at Trump's inauguration it was like a limo that was on fire. And honestly, the the photos made it look a lot crazier than it was. It was really kind of isolated to like one area. Um people were more so just smashing the windows, but once it lit on fire, that's when people started to to go a little a little nuts. Nice. What about uh? So yeah, you got like a, a list like top five most oh. fa- favorite kind of stories you've covered, stuff like that. Either uh, wild I, or crazy, or just extremely interesting. Yeah, I mean, I generally kind of panic when somebody asks me a question like that because like <laughs> I can't remember what I did last week or or yesterday for that matter. But um, yeah, like I said, Trump's inauguration, uh, all that protesting was kind of eye opening. That got me really interested in in covering protests. Uh, so I kind of became like the de facto regional protest guy for better or worse for a while um but yeah that um covering eagles games during the the pandemic last year was was wild i'll put that up there Um, there was like nobody in the stands then for a while so it's just like you and players essentially yeah so somebody would score a touchdown and it's just silence that is is insane yeah yeah i mean you could see how the the players just uh weren't prepared for that because they you know they say they really feed off the the crowd energy and i mean yeah like you can you can really tell like it's just bo- it's almost boring damn um but that that was interesting uh obviously last year all the protests surrounding um george floyd um i got to put up there um just cuz being part of something like that out on the streets is is very memorable obviously and something <clears throat> that'll stick with me how, how did you feel, I guess, this became more apparent with, uh, you know, the, the height of, like, George Floyd protests and everything. Uh, it feels like at some point with protesters, it kind of turned on photojournalism and you yeah. were con- essentially considered a cop. Like, yeah. Because people just didn't want their faces out there. Did you did you experience any of that kind of? Yeah. Um, nothing too extreme. I'd get yelled at. My camera would get hit by people. I'd get some people in my face telling me to... To, to leave um nothing too physical actually the only time i was physically kind of assaulted was just by a cop who smacked the front of my camera with his baton like while it was up to my face too yeah. um weird Cops. he told he told me to go back to my mom's basement oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a it's a very adult response uh yeah but yeah, we did kind of start to feel we had to keep our heads on swivels for for more reasons than than protesters not liking us, but just kind of general reasons. Obviously, during protests, you see people using cars as weapons to drive through crowds, so that's always on your mind. You know, cops can turn on you. I've had, luckily, I've never been arrested, but I've had colleagues get corralled uh, and arrested, and yeah, there's just like a whole list of things that can go wrong and i've had rocks whiz past my face um while cops were being like cornered this was this was later last year um coming off of uh the walter wallace protests when walter wallace was killed um they the crowd was backing a like a group of like five or six cops down a, a side street essentially cornering them and the cops you can tell were like getting ready to like react to like the next level uh you know go on the offense maybe rather than just like keep keep backing up so there's rocks whizzing past my face from protesters and then they're also not wanting us there they're thinking that we're just taking photos of the protesters and not the cops so we're getting yelled at to focus on the cops and what they're doing and um that almost got wild but there's a certain point where you're like all right it's time for, i've done like my job it's time yeah time i was, I was like, curious that you guys have like a when it gets to this level we dip is it just you out there do you have like a crew with you 
we we do try to buddy up most of the time but that can only yeah. work for so long you end up getting split up and then you're just kind of in touch with each other to regroup when you can um but yeah the our editors are always just telling us to like you know the second you feel like you could be in danger just leave like yeah. the job isn't worth it or whatever but that's cool because I've, I've heard stories from other friends involved in that same field they're like no you stay till the end like you yeah you, you get that fire moment kind of thing right that's that's cool they're like you know just like get out be safe they have to say that yeah but really they want you to <laughs> stick around as long as you possibly can yeah Right, cool. You got some records with you. Who do we? Who were we playing first there that you brought in? So that was Caribou. Caribou. Yeah. Okay, and that was the track. What was that? Uh, you, you and I. Yeah, I believe it's his most recent album. Suddenly. Yeah. Cool. That was a fun track. What What do we got uh, lined up next here? Next is um by an artist named Amon Dunes, and the song is called Mickey Dora. I believe it's about like a washed up surfer who could have been something and. Maybe is now a drunk. Back in the '60s, California. Okay. Uh, a has been that never was. Yeah, moment. that kind of thing. I think. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, look, we're gonna segue into the next record. Once again, we got Joe Lamb in here talking about all the fun stuff he does, and he's brought in some cool records, as you know, M Crow Radio, all vinyl, all day. So go and uh, hit that play button. We'll uh, fade us out. Right on.
Welcome back to M Crow Radio. We got Joe Lamberti in the studio today talking Hi. about fun stuff. So uh, let's just kind of piggyback on what we were talking about a moment ago. Let's just hit the highlight reel again. January 6th, you were down there. Oh, uh, I actually wasn't. You weren't there? No. Oh, okay. Colleague I misunderstood. of mine. No, I was there for like the inauguration a couple oh. weeks later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't down there for the inauguration. But as soon as, you know, we saw what happened, I mean, the insurrection, I was not down there. As soon as we saw that happen, it was just from there on, like, all hands on deck for the inauguration, especially okay. with the Capitol being locked down. <clears throat> um, but yeah, getting, like, mentally prepared for that. And could it be, like, an insurrection part two? That's, like, what we were preparing for, uh, almost over-preparing for. Um, but... What was the what was the over preparation you're talking about like you get like bulletproof vests you ever get like yeah. that oh yeah. wow we had bulletproof vests with like extra plates respirators helmets goggles was uh, that kind of standard issue for other protest situations no. or was that just this <laughs> yeah not at all oh. no I mean we in certain other protest situations like you're you're told to bring like a helmet and a respirator just in case I've, I don't think I've actually ever really used one. Um, but for this, yeah, we had – they gave us bulletproof vests, all the other stuff. Um, they buddied us up, and they gave us, like, a, a security escort. So we had a secure a bodyguard, essentially, with us, like, the whole time we were out there when, just, you know, basically nothing happened. It, yeah. looked, it seemed like insane overkill. Um, but we were thoroughly and overly prepared for it. I never ended up wearing the bulletproof vest, thankfully. Oh, uh, you're, 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 you're a rebel. You're like, I don't care. I, I don't I don't know if anybody <laughs> really did because, yeah. like, we kind of – we could kind of sense that, like, things probably weren't going to get as crazy yeah. as initially thought. Uh, also, like, trying it on, it's heavy. If you're not yeah. used to that, like, that thing sucks. Really? And you can't really run comfortably. And if something happens, I want to be able to get the hell out of there. Like, how much was that weighing? Uh, I don't know. Like it's 20 pounds, 30 pounds? I think at least 30 pounds. And it's just awkward. It's, like, yeah. really stiff and tight. Um, yeah, it's just not, not a fun thing to It wasn't your normal wear. corset you're used to. Correct. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the uh, inauguration in general was visually still interesting to see the Capitol shut down like that with all the insane gating around the whole feels like post-apocalyptic kind of yeah yeah it really did it was it was an odd sight um not necessarily the sight we were expecting to see um but still still something interesting to to be there for for sure yeah that was that that was wild that was i remember like everyone getting updates on their phone right later was like yo did you hear about this i'm like everyone's like what the hell are you talking about like yo they took the capital yeah what yeah it's like a movie yeah, I was I, like watching something like that unfold. Like I was home just watching it on TV. Like a, I knew my buddy, my colleague uh, Jerry was there, and they like they sent him and like I'm pretty sure only him, probably a reporter or two. But obviously, like nobody ex- expected it to escalate yeah. that way, um, or else they would have sent a whole fleet of us there. Um, but yeah, watching that unfold, knowing that whatever comes next. I'll have to be involved. Like I basically watch the news, uh, especially like in local situations, like seeing something unfold. And it's just like, I start to just get general anxiety knowing that I might have to jump into that. Yeah. You know, at some point. Oh, that's, that's a rough way to have your coffee in the morning. Yeah. Which, you know, thank you. Joe brought me in a cup of coffee this morning from a cup that was made from plants and it's leaking everywhere, Yeah, But but it works out. It's great. Um, but Moving on, you got a lot of other cool stuff going on. Um, you know, when uh, pandemic stuff started happening, you started doing a little pizza pop up, uh, yeah. pizza question mark. So that uh, that got some hype for it pretty fast, and then it seems like you got <laughs> you got kind of burned out when it became like work. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, we uh, put something out on Instagram asking if if anybody was interested in me doing some pizzas, and I've been making pizzas for a couple of years, so there was like an initial kind of yeah sure a little buzz. Uh, and then we like kind of just jumped into it. My wife V and I, she would like man our window, uh, greet people as they came. We did like sign up sheets and, uh, people would come grab a pizza or two. And, uh, I think I was cranking out maybe like 20 something pizzas per pop up. Uh, a couple of those over the weekend, we did it for a few months. And then I was like, yeah, this is like a second job. 
<laughs> uh, this is this is a little crazy. I kind of want my weekends back. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. Like made a lot of new friends um, and got to got to really cut my teeth. You know, having a little taste of uh, what it's like to just kind of work in that environment of just like. And this out was all food. just out of your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not yeah, like a, a kitchen to like prep, just your home row home kitchen setup. Yeah, there were a couple like restaurants and cafes that like reached out like, hey, you want to maybe do a pop up here? And I was reaching out like to a couple as well. Um, but then just seeing the amount of like work and prep that it took, I was worried about transferring that whole operation to like a kitchen that I wasn't familiar with or like an oven that like I you know, didn't get as hot as mine or got hotter than mine, you know. Yeah, there's, like there's a lot of variables. There. Yeah. So, but now you have a recent develop. You have a, a portable pizza oven. Yes. Is it uni? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So you, you think about getting your feet back in the water? I think so, yeah. The thing kind of makes it so you can take it anywhere, crank pizzas out, I think cook, we'll cook a pizza in, you know, just a couple minutes. Um, Do you think Somerset Splits will be your first place? I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I think I think J and D would be uh, totally on board with that. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Uh, since we're talking about them and Somerset splits, I noticed when you had Jay on, you were asking him about um, some Sundays that might ha- have not oh. <laughs> gone too well. <laughs> the, or... the, the, the pops and flops. Yeah, the flops, and I will speak to one of those flops. <laughs> Um, which I don't consider a flop, but the pickle Sunday. You, you, you're the one who tried to get me down Hell to get the yeah. pickle Sunday. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he tries, man. He's a he's a he's a visionary. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's so much fun. Like, and it was good. So that that being said, about 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 flops with a uh, uh, Sundays. You think about like you know the future of like the pizza pop up, just doing like a, a crazy wild pie and just hope people order it or. Oh, just getting completely like you know. Yeah. Tyler makes a, a a pickled egg pie with like a sauerkraut cream sauce. Cool. That sounds insane, but the first time I tasted it, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's always fun. I mean, like, yeah, you gotta just you gotta do some weird shit. Throw a bunch of flavors that theoretically maybe should go together, even though if they're like some crazy shit like that. But um, yeah, I don't know exactly what I would do. I don't. I guess I've probably attempted some weird things. But I couldn't tell you. I was doing some salad pizzas for a while, which is kind of like the lower tier on the weird end of pizzas. But you just gotta get wild. Yeah, yeah. I think I was gonna do like a hoagie pizza and just throw a bunch of like Italian hoagie ingredients on it. Okay. Um, that's also a bunch of cured meats. That's not. Yeah, that's really not too crazy. Yeah. That's like a Pizza Hut thing. It's like the Italian. Right. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, shit. J- j- they just don't put the lettuce on there. Yeah, I'd go with the lettuce. Yeah, that, that that cold crunch is it's important textures. Yeah, I think so. What yeah. was, so about pizza? What is your uh, you know the, the term or the phrasing of like favorite pizza? I feel like is it's it's a stupid question. Like, what, <laughs> what what is your what is your your go to? I want to go in there and get a slice, place. Oh, like, what, so what, what's your favorite street slice? Uh, my favorite street slice is just a plain slice of pizza. <laughs> I mean, just like like any place, like you know downtown, you know key pizza. Like, oh, a specific a spe- place. A specific place. Yeah, pizza Shack and Maxon right now. I think is just okay. the best all around pizza for me. Okay. I think my wife will agree. That's our that's our go to. If I'm not making pizza, that's where we're getting pizza from. Okay, so circles that, that... and squares too, and Badia sometimes. But okay, did you ever stand in line for Badia? Uh, my wife did. V did. Uh, How long? How long was the stand? She was there for at least an hour. Or God, something. no pizza's worth an hour standing. And yeah, we didn't get one. Oh, you didn't even get one. I've never had one when he was at the original location. I've had a couple since his newer spot opened. Okay, but yeah, I never, never got that. Never got that pie. Ah, overhyped. Ooh, yeah, Oof. maybe. All right. So, uh, what, what else? What did I have planned for you? We talked about Pete's a little bit. We talked about some photos. Talked oh, about I could bring, coffee. Cup. Actually, bring Jerry up again. My bring buddy Jerry was up. at covering the insurrection. He's a Delaware photographer. Um, we work under the same network, and um, him and I uh, go backpacking here and there. And we um, we built like a. <laughs> Oh yeah, you pizza. built that little stone pizza <laughs> oven. Yeah. That thing was fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. We spent like an hour or two like constructing this pizza oven in the woods. Uh, and it like worked. How long did it take to cook the pie? Uh, probably you know a little longer than yeah. it would normally take in like a similar style oven. But you know we I think we cooked three or four pizzas. 
uh, in like a half hour or something total. Nice. How how would you feel about you know if like pizza question mark you do some pop ups, get some hype over the winter, and then you're like, hey, I'm camping here. Just drop a pin. Be like, order a pie. We're cooking pizza in the woods. Yeah, that would be so dope. That'd be cool. I I think I have to actually really think about that one. I feel I feel like you get some to, people to trek to out there that for out. that. Yeah. Yeah, hike five miles into the woods. And yeah, get exactly. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I think that would be really cool. What are we doing on the time? We're about 30 minutes, so, yeah, we're right on time for another record. Uh, what, what do we got lined up here next for you? Uh, what do we got next? Oh, a, river yeah. ain't, a River Ain't Too Much to Love? Yeah, Smog. by Smog, otherwise known as Bill Callahan. Bill Callahan. Who's one of my heroes. We're going to play uh, The Well because it's long and I have to go to the bathroom. And that's the most important thing right now. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Joe Lamberti here with us. Enjoy. This one's called The Well. I could not work. So I threw a bottle into the woods And then I felt bad For the doe paw And the rabbit paw So I went looking for the pieces Of the bottle that I threw Oh, cause I couldn't work Further than I could throw And I came upon an old abandoned well All boarded over With a drip hanging from the bucket still Watched that drip, but it would not drop. I watched that drip, but it would not drop. I knew what I had to do. I had to pull those boards off of the well. the boards off I stared into the black 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 and you know I had to yell just to get my voice back I guess everybody has their own thing that they yell into a well couple of hoots, a hello, and a fuck all y'all, Everybody has their own thing That they yell into a well 
I stood like that, staring into the black, black, black. Felt a cool wet kiss on the back of my Down my back into no man's land. So I stayed like that, staring into the black, black, black. Well, they say black is all colors at once. So I gave it my red rage, my yellow streak, the greenest parts of me, and my blues, and I knew just what I had to do. I had to turn around and go back, and let that drip roll down my back. And I felt so bad. Felt so bad about that. But wouldn't you know when I turned to go, another drip was forming on the bottom of the bucket. So good about that. Tuning in. <clears throat> this is M. Crow Radio, sponsored by M. Crow Beer. They say it's glacier cold and fawn fresh. Uh, we got Joe Lamberti in here today. Hi. He's a uh, photographer for USA Today Atlantic region. We've talked a bunch about that. He's a pizza guy. He's the Ann Street assassin. Pizza <laughs> question mark for those who don't know. And uh, we're just going to keep it going. So I just got a, got a few fun questions for you. The Ooh. first one is going to be... You know, just because of a certain person who's uh, listening to this. If you were to make a grilled cheese sandwich at home oh. and no one was watching, no one was looking, yeah. how many slices of cheese are you putting on there? Mm. Six. Six? Five. Okay. Five. You, why five? Uh, because you could put a special one in the middle and then bookend it with ah, two so like, surrounding it. Yeah. All right. There's there has to be the neon orange like American okay. cheese in there too. Like that's not a question. That's just a standard issue. For yeah, me. you okay. got to. You have to. It's 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 a trash sandwich. You got to you know just be welcome where you are. Yeah, it's a beautiful trash sandwich. <laughs> uh, Lou, our our our, uh, our mutual friend Lou, uh, he will um he kind of takes the grilled cheese to a point of uh he he just thinks about like a sandwich. You know, there's no lettuce, so. Cut that out. That's a piece of cheese. There's no tomato. Cut that out. That's a piece of cheese. There's no cold cuts. Cut that out. It's a piece of cheese. Oh. And like replaces everything that's in a standard issue sandwich <laughs> with a slice of cheese. And I think at one point he was at a he was at nine slices. Yeah. I, yeah. Fuck it. I don't know how you can cook nine slices of cheese though. You'd have to get pretty creative. Yeah. I'm like, I think I think the middle one for a minute. I think the middle one was like a like a cold brick. Yeah. 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 Maybe some people like that. It was like a treat. Yeah. Like a reverse truffle. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, I, there's really no wrong way to make a grilled cheese. <laughs> there, there's no wrong. It's way. It's cheese and bread. Yeah. So che- cheese and bread pizzas. What what is your what is your secret? Uh, your or if you feel like sharing your your oh. cheese blend for your pizza. Oh yeah, it kind of bounces around, but it, generally it's just low moisture mozzarella mixed in with 
sometimes some like sharp provolone mm. sprinkled in there. Well, um, what was the white pie? What did the white pie have on it? Because that was delectable. Oh, well, the white pie, it actually wasn't a ton of cheese. It was more so just like the cream, uh, which is just like black pepper, lemon. It's it's essentially just like a, a bechamel. Um, you, you, you say that casually, like everyone's like, oh, yeah, bechamel. Duh. Oh, yeah. So you, <laughs> you, you melt some butter and you throw some flour in there. You kind of toast the flour up with the butter. You get like a paste. Huh. Uh, I think that's called a roux, right? A roux. And then you just kind of pour some milk or heavy cream or half and half or whatever you have in there until it starts to thicken up to your desired taste. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a cream. Yeah. The, the, the white pie was fantastic. <laughs> big, big, big fan of the white pie. Yeah. I like the white pie. Have, you, there, have you thrown some white pies in the uni? Uh, I haven't yet. Yeah. That, that'll, I've been just trying to perfect like a Neapolitan style in there. Okay. Cause I've never really done that. I mean, you need like 900 degrees to even really get one of those going. Um, and then I also like, I guess my normal pie style is is just kind of New York thin slice. So I've been trying to figure out how to achieve that uh, in the uni, which I'm getting there. I ripped a big hole in a pizza the other day. Oh. I think Sam came over and and tried and said it was still good. Oh yeah, she said you you you, uh, you she had a slice and you kind of like yeah it's not great pie, but she was like was it fucking good pie? Yeah, yeah, it's still pizza. Yeah, it's still pizza. It was good. Yeah. So, all right, we brought some cool records in today. Uh, Joe, he was when the beginning. He was like, "I hope I'm interesting enough to talk to." But Joe's a he's a really cool guy. He's a uh, he went to school for film production. Yeah, you're really into music. I mean, everything you've brought so far, pretty eclectic, really cool, interesting sounding stuff. Um, you going to any shows coming up anytime soon, or have you been back to any shows yet? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to Johnny Brando's and saw Sam Evian. Um, play who's he's an artist that i've only recently which is like within the last year been familiar with um but he's really good kind of like a tom petty meets mac demarco or something okay <laughs> uh good stuff and yeah. i hadn't been to a show actually probably since i saw the the last record the the second record we played amen dunes saw him a couple years ago but yeah being at johnny brenda's especially a place like johnny brenda's was like wow i didn't realize how much I missed yeah doing this uh as for upcoming stuff no not really I gotta be better about seeing who's coming to town but it's kind of crazy right now like uh I I bought a ticket some tickets for a show in March and like it's sold out oh. I, I got to and I feel like that's been like the thing like hey we're going on tour like pavement yeah playing uh Philly next October sold out wow and then resale tickets are like insanely expensive Oh, the scalping, yeah. And it was like the, I feel like people are doing that with like shows because they know people are itching to get back to like concerts and live music. Man. Scalpers are just buying them all up because it was like 65 bucks for yeah. like opera row seating. Yeah. And then like the next day when they're on resale, it was like 180 bucks. Yeah, that's just not cool. Didn't, didn't they introduce some legislation somewhere to kind of prevent scalping? I don't know. I think that would be, that would be nice. That would be I don't great. know how you'd really enforce that. Yeah. Because there's still going to be StubHub because you're just not like, yeah. I don't know what the legal like uh, jargon of all that is, but it's just so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. The the, the resale aspect of things, it's kind of like it's only worth what someone's going to pay for. And you get some jerk who's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to spend four hundred bucks to go see payment. And it's like, all right, that's the that's the bar, and it kind of wavers from there. Yeah. So yeah, shows are they're, they're pretty. Uh, if you hear something, it seems like you got to jump on it right away. Yeah, yeah. Which is for me to jump on something for next October. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that that's not a reality. I'm not good at jumping on plans. I, I, I can't. I can barely do two weeks ahead of time. Anymore. Yeah, that scares the hell out of me. Like, hey, what are you doing uh, six weeks from now? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, yeah. even next weekend. Like, oh man. Yeah, I like, hate plans. It's like no no plans for the rest of the month because we got Christmas coming up and just gotta do shit for that. So no right. no, no plans for December. Yeah. So built which excuses. makes me remember. I get we we gotta. Schedule some getting some dough for you for Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, yeah. Joe, yeah Joe, sure. Joe's my dough plug every year. Doughboy. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe Doughboy Fresh. <laughs> uh, me and my partner and her her family has a tradition of uh, making pies every Christmas Eve, and it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. And in the recent years, uh, Joe makes phenomenal doughs. We always uh, get some from him for that night, and it's always a good time. So yeah, we'll talk about that. I'll text you, remind you that that's the only plan I'm having for December. Yeah, right I, I you know. Give me, give me a couple days heads up. I like to ferment these doughs for a couple days now. 
Um, especially like if I'm just giving you some dough, like, you know, my, my name's attached to just the dough. Yeah. So the bread better be good. Yeah. So I'll give you some good bread. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I had another question for you. Oh yeah. I, I wanted to, I give you a little bit of heads up on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a question I like to ask everybody, if you were a professional wrestler, what would you, uh, what would you say your intro song should be? Yes. Yeah, so like what, brought... what's, what's that high octane song <laughs> you're trying to bring to the event? Uh, yeah, you brought this up a couple minutes ago and. I just kind of panicked. I, I had no <laughs> idea. But, you know, I did think of something. Yeah. And it would be tequila. Nice. Yeah. Would, would you do the dance down uh, the... Yeah, I'd do some some dance. Nice. I would definitely do a dance. <laughs> yeah. What's a... It's also my favorite karaoke song. That's your favorite karaoke song. Yeah. That, that's a pretty low commitment karaoke song. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the plans thing. Low commitment. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's a good steady even flow. Uh <laughs> You know, there was, there was a point uh, I was singing every song I could find in Randy Newman voice, and that was always my favorite oh. thing for a karaoke was do, just sign up as Randy Newman and <laughs> sing whatever karaoke song in Randy Newman voice. Oh, man, I missed that. Hey, wait, it, Saturday nights I found out, Tin Can, they have karaoke. Yeah, I've done it there a couple times done, okay. back when it was Bait and Switch. Shout yeah. out to Bait and Switch. Tuna cheesesteak, best yeah. sandwich in Port Richmond. Yeah. Rest in peace. I've never had one. Kind of freaks so me out, good. honestly. Cheese I, and fish. It's it's a weird thing, but the the broccoli rob, the yeah. long hots, it, it's it's the whole package. It was good. It was yeah. very minimal cheese. Okay, does it kind of have like a um, roast pork kind of vibe too? That sounds like I the ingredients. I couldn't tell on you. All oh, right, that's right. <laughs> Haven't had meat in a, in a good while, but yeah. judging by the you know the uh, the the way the sandwich is built, it has like that kind of similar situation. Yeah, this. yeah. Uh, me, me and Joe have known each other for. When, when did, how long have you and V been dating? So yeah, we. I mean, we met each other in 2005. Wow. So I'm sure we met. I met you yeah. around that time too, because you, yeah. you and Sam have been together forever too. A little bit, yeah. We all so, kind of grew up together. Yeah, me, me and Joe grew up together. Uh, fun times. We've played some music together in the past. Mm-hmm. Since we're vo- both both uh, extremely low commitment, that kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Starts and fizzles out just as fast as it starts. Yeah, we get really excited. Like, he'll come over, and I have a drum set in my basement, so we'll play for a couple hours. Like, yeah, let's pick this back up tomorrow. Pick it back up tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. I think we nailed down that one song. Let's, like, record it now. And then just, it's like, like three months months go by. (laughs) (laughs) Which, that being said, it's getting cold again. You know, uh, need something to get me out of the house. We should probably uh, pick that back up again. I know Lou's listening, and he's going to be like, hey, I'm here. Don't forget about me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lou. Um, Also... We were talking about karaoke. My favorite person, other than potentially your Randy Newman karaoke, which I've never seen, my favorite person to see do karaoke is Lou. Oh, hands I think down. I might agree. His lip gloss is popping. <laughs> he, he knows, somehow knows every word to that song. Uh, a coworker that I've, we've worked together for eight years at this point, she told me I should bring Lou in just to, just to talk. She's heard so many stories about him at this point. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, we're, we're, we're inching close to that because Lou's a very, uh, he's a character. Yep. Um, but he actually, he actually just texted me. He said, uh, you told him a very funny story about getting kicked out of a gay bar for not knowing the words to Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was in college, so early 20s. And I don't really remember what happened, but it was in Atlantic City. I, don't, I can't remember if I chose the song to do karaoke to or somebody else did, and yeah. I just kind of took you, it you, over. You, like you, you kind of get bullied into karaoke a lot easily. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. But I... I I started doing Lady Gaga, I think Poker Face, and I didn't know the lyrics. Maybe the song was new or new-ish yeah. back then, whenever that was, 10 years ago or more. And you just knew the chorus. Uh, maybe. Maybe even that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was a there was a guy next to me just, like, really upset. <laughs> uh, you know, like, you ruined his night. That was his favorite I song? I think so. I, yeah, and I actually feel pretty bad about it. Um we were there for like a buddy's birthday and I don't know. I, yeah, I, I got yelled at. I don't know if I physically got kicked out, but just like kind of asked to move along. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't come in here and disgrace Gaga and, and hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I really disrupted the. Disrupted the flow of the night for that oh, guy? Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> what, um, sorry, I'm just. This went down real quick. Oh, sorry for everybody. I've had a few people let me know that um, the app keeps going in and out. We need to re, we need to update 
we got an issue with the uh, the app on the computer here, so if it keeps going in and out, sorry, you will be able to re-listen back to this afterwards and be nice and cohesive, but uh, we'll update that after this show and make sure this doesn't happen again for other people. Uh, so what time are we looking at here? 11.48. All right, we're trucking along here. Let's get a... What's that last record you got for us today? Ooh, yeah. Uh, got some Deer Hoof. Some Deer Hoof. Do you like Deer Hoof? No. Like you know for a fact. Oh, you yeah, no. I, I know for a fact oh, I'm cool. not a fan of that. Yeah, so. you're, you're going to really like this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to change your mind about it. Right? All right, well, let's... Uh, you know, I, I like that idea. Like, so, some people bring in records and be like, oh, no, I hate that band. And, like, actually give it a moment to just really just sit there and listen to it and kind of... We'll see. I'll, I'll give you my opinion on this afterwards. I might be the only person who enjoys this band. <laughs> They're very hard workers. They're always churning out albums. They're very talented musicians. Yeah, what, what, what do you want to play off this guy? Uh, Believe ESP. It's track four. Good luck finding it. Oh, my God. You can barely see the lines. Yeah. On track four on the side one here. I'll tell you if you got the right one. Oh, my God. This is so difficult to see here. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe ESP I'm, in you. I'm a professional. All right, we're going to let this run through. I'm going to get some water, and then we'll be, back, be right back. Coolio. Joe, Joe said I'm an idiot. I put on the wrong track, so we're gonna we're gonna rewind it back. We gotta play the right one. Yeah, he he brought in the records. We're gonna play the right track. So, is this it? This is the right track. Here we go. Deer hoof. Another song for me to hate. And uh, spoiler alert, 
Yeah. I don't like deer hoof. Oh. Well, I tried. <laughs> I should have played her ba- their basketball song. You know, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things where like I'm like this would be really fun to be in this band and never listen to it because it'd be really fun to play. Yeah. But it's just it just sounds like a bunch of people just kind of. Never mind. We don't gotta get it. Um, I think they're great. You think they're great? They're very talented. Very talented. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 interesting. I'll, I'll give them that. They're very. Uh, <laughs> they don't box themselves in. Correct. Uh, so what was it? Oh, there's a question I wanted to ask you, and I don't remember what it was now. Ah, oh, shit. <clears throat> anyway, well, I mean, like I said, me and Joe have known each other for a long time. I refuse to follow him on social media. This has been a <laughs> yeah. uh, a cold war for ten years. Ten years. Right? Uh, Joe Joe talked shit on Bruce Springsteen one night, and I was just like, you know what, Joe, we're just we're just not friends anymore. Yeah. And I've I've, I've held it up. I was, I was surprised. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was surprised. I was like, I, was like, I, I think I followed the pizza question mark. Yeah, but I didn't follow you back. Yeah. Did it, you notice that? I noticed that. That's good. <laughs> We've never <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, yeah, but you know how arrogant you are. Oh yeah, I mean, um, but some people might not know. I, I put a, I'm very nice at work. <laughs> I put on a face, um, but we, we we can go through that. You um, so like probably five years ago when I moved to Philly, six years ago, shit. Um, you like you gifted me a friend request on Facebook for my birthday. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> but then I deleted my Facebook. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably like right after that. Yeah. Hey, it works out. I mean, there, there's nothing better than a really bad joke that goes on way too long. Oh no, yeah, that's yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Fuck. What was I gonna ask you? The cocktail situations? No, I knew it was, I knew we were gonna talk about that. Well, maybe I'll remember before we're up here, but uh, you mm-hmm. know, just back in the spirit of you know talking about Jay and his uh, bad ideas and, and Sundays, yeah, uh, and moving on to hopefully some bad ideas with pizza. Yeah. Um, Joe's a big fan of uh, making cocktails, and he made me this one a couple, maybe even like a year or two ago. That it was, was a pandemic cocktail. It was a pandemic. Yeah, it sure. was definitely like the. I feel like the name was very accurate. If you have the ingredient list, I would I would love to you read the title and the yeah, ingredients that were in there. You know, I don't think. You're going to hear these ingredients, and it's not going to sound crazy. So it's called a Delaware River cocktail. It tastes like the fucking Delaware River. <laughs> uh, so we got two ounces of vodka, half ounce of lime juice, half ounce of Grand Marnier, dash of bitters, two ounces of orange seltzer, a bar spoon of simple. I think just because I wanted to have like a bar spoon yeah. of something <laughs> as an ingredient. Uh, a red wine float, and then an orange slice garnish. None of those really jump out as anything crazy, obviously. Yeah. But I remember drinking it and just feeling insanely breathy. The, like you're at the bottom of the yeah. Delaware River. <laughs> Maybe out of breathy. It, it, was, it was a very accurate title. Yeah. I think it's delicious. Hey. I'll have to make you one again. Yeah. Let, let, let's revisit that. And you can make me a pitcher of margaritas. Yeah, me, me and Joe are a big fan of each other's margaritas. Yeah. Uh, I think really our only difference, like I said, is I put a little bit of orange juice in mine. just kind of blends it. Yeah, I like that move. I've thrown a little, like, orange bitters in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you, um, are you like, Grand Marnier or Cointreau or just straight-up triple sec? Generally straight-up triple sec. Yeah, same. Sam, I got this uh, orange liqueur that Sam Sam likes throwing in there, and I'll throw that in there now again. Have you ever tried, the like, the blue triple sec? No. Yeah. Cur- is it Curacao? I don't know. It's uh-huh. It's blue. I just get that Joaquin's, that, that, that Philly fan. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> you know when I bought my house in Philly, the only thing in the fridge, I guess it was, no, there was a Corona, a single Corona in nice. the fridge. But in the cabinet, there were two bottles of Joaquin's brandy. One was like half drank, and the other one was like opened, but nice. not drank. <laughs> Like I guess like a housewarming gift. I think there was like yeah. a little like Walmart toaster oven in there too. But oh, there you go. Yeah, Beautiful. lovely. I think we still have the bottles. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, like pandemic, a lot of businesses kind of pivoted to make some money. Joaquin started making hand sanitizer, and oh. it was actually more expensive than most of their liquor. And I, <laughs> yeah, I saw some dude made like a a video on like Instagram, like you ever think you'd fucking see a bottle of Joaquin's for twenty dollars? <laughs> yeah. And just like smashes it. Oh man. I was like, oh that that's yeah, that's yeah, I never thought I'd see Joaquin's for over eighteen ninety nine. Wow. <laughs> yeah, even their triple sec is pushing pushing the bank a little at like yeah. twelve ninety nine. Right? Yeah. Some Watch places. Out. I mean you can get a bottle of triple sec for eight <laughs> bucks if you really want to. But, but it's not Joaquin's. Yeah, exactly. I'll pay the extra three dollars for Joaquin's. 
So uh, last couple minutes, give me some uh, film. Let's talk about some film real quick. Uh, oh. Most overrated film school hype movie. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. There we go. Immediate. Why? Yeah. Um, it's good and groundbreaking and like visually impressive, technically impressive. I think it was Orson Welles' debut too, like directorial debut, and he acted in it. So it's got everything going for it. But like over the years, I just don't think it's really. It's boring. Yeah. It's a boring fucking movie. Yeah. What would you say? Uh, like underdogs. Like, films that you really hold uh, near and dear that other people just don't really kind of get the big picture on them. Oh, um, underdog movies. I love Waterworld. Oh, Waterworld. World's great. It's yeah, great. I've never seen it, like, all the way through. Really? Only just, like, on TV. Same okay. with The Godfather. I've never seen As The Godfather. As an Italian. I mean, we, all right. Maybe, maybe we'll Margarita's do that. We'll, we'll break Godfather. bread. Godfather. <laughs> bless. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. Uh, underrated movies. I don't know. I can't really... Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's not underrated, right? No. Yeah. Um, I what, like a lot of. What What about some comfort movies? You know, like like a lot of people are like, oh, Fifth Element's on TV. I'm putting it on and watching it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got any of those? <laughs> the Departed. The Departed. That That's your <laughs> comfort movie, dude. I, you could, you could, that movie could be on at any part in the movie, and like it is getting finished. Like, I'm, and like nobody who like just flips through the channels anymore, but like. You know, 10 years ago when we still had cable subscriptions, like that movie could be on. And it's just one of those movies you just, I don't know, for me at least. Okay. That, 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 that's a solid one. I think that uh, that speaks volumes for uh, yeah. the, the, the aura that is Joe Lamberti. Okay. Underrated movie? Yeah. My dog's namesake. And Andre Tarkovsky's films. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember like 20 years ago, George Clooney was in a movie called Solaris? Yes, I do remember that. Like Steven Soderbergh made it, I believe. Uh, okay. And it was bad. It was um, a remake of a 70s uh, Soviet film by Andrei Tarkovsky of I the same name. That. Yeah, uh, So I'll go with him. He's my favorite director, and I don't think a lot of people really are too familiar with him. But he's, you know, one of the greats. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, have to revisit that one. I've yeah. never seen the original of that, but the, the George Clooney one was not good. Yeah, it was whatever. Yeah, I remember, I think I watched it with my dad because yeah, 20 years ago, I was pretty, pretty yeah. young at that point. Yeah. I was like down there for like a, yeah. Don't have to get into that. But, um, yeah, we're pretty much right at the end here. You brought in some cool records. Uh, we talked about some cool stuff. Thanks for yeah. hanging out, Joe. Thanks for uh, having me. This was cool. Awesome. So, everyone uh, that's tuning in, I got nothing else to say to you. We got no more music. It's time to go to lunch. Thanks for hanging out. You could play another Deerhoof song. We'll, we'll, let's just do that, and we'll fade it. Thanks for joining. <laughs>